Hey, Karen Borges here, and welcome to our new after-episode show called Pour One Out, where we chat with our cast in order to get to know who they are as people outside of the show and how their characters came to be. And tonight, I have Annie Glasgow with Bas- Glasgow? Glasgow. 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 Yes, like Scotland. Got it. That makes sense. And, you know, just because it's tradition. Annie, what are you drinking? True to form, I am still drinking Mountain Dew Code Red. Does Code Red have? Is that the alcoholic one, or is that the no? Just it's just one? the it's just the cherry one. It's just the cherry. Because, okay. like, it almost killed me once, and so I stopped drinking it for like two years because it gave me kidney stones, and then all of a sudden I've just gotten back on it, and now it's kind of like what I subside on it. It's probably going to end up putting me in the hospital again, but I don't care because it's my thing. Dude, kidney stones are hard to like. Yeah, they pass. suck. <laughs> they suck so <laughs> that's bad. Not, that's not, that's not so something unpleasant. you want. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's the red dye in the code red. I know what it is. It's just that I keep coming back to it. So I try not to drink it at work. I drink regular Mountain Dew at work and it doesn't have the red dye. So it doesn't give me kidney stones. So Maybe, it, maybe it'll like dilute it a little bit. To make that's it, what I'm hoping. It, that's yeah. what I'm hoping. So right. well, cheers to that. And hopefully that works out for you. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll get back to you in like seven years and I'll ask you again. Yeah. If in a couple of weeks you're like, well, Annie's not here this week because <laughs> you know that it went terribly, terribly wrong. Well, hopefully that's not the case. Um, I am drinking a cut water uh, lime margarita out of San Diego. It's a delicious mixture of just tequila and triple sec and a little bit of lime juice. And it's in a can, so it's pre-measured, so I don't over-pour myself, uh, which I tend to do. That's always a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. I was trained to over-pour, so Mm. my mom was a bartender. (laughs) I used to bartend on the Block Island Ferry. They had this, like, cap on the uh, The every bottle. (laughs) Yeah. And so it, like, did, like, that pre-measured for you. Yeah. And so everybody would always say, oh, can you pour me a second one? I'm like, literally, it counts every single shot I pour. Yeah. So if I tip this up again, it's going to charge you again. Exactly. Yeah. There's literally nothing I can do. See, my mom was an old school bartender, though. So nice. this was this was pre-fancy bottle counting things. Nice. Back in the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the 70s. Back in the 70s. Good times. <laughs> All right, and so, well, that brings us to, like, kind of the beginning of all this. Where are you from? I am from Wheeling, West Virginia, born and raised. Briefly lived in Ohio across the river, but came back to West Virginia about two years ago and have no intention of leaving again. Nice. Good times. It sounds very much like Rhode Island. You live here? Uh, yeah, stay pretty much. <laughs> yeah. M- bigger, though. Yes, much, much bigger. Yes. We, oh, you mean you're not the size of Disney World? That's no, not the case. No. no, I had this conversation with Nate one time. I was like, um, I'm driving like two hours this weekend to go to something. And he's like, dude, if we can't do it in 15 minutes, we're not doing it. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Rhode Island is kind of a fishbowl in that way. You just keep going around and around and around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense, actually. But you have like mountains and all of that fun stuff. Like you have like uh, that's way cool down things south. to see. 
No. It's down south. I'm in the... So, like, West Virginia looks kind of stupid like this, and I'm up here. She's making an L currently, for those of you who can't see. The pointy part up here. Yeah. The northern panhandle, as they call it. The northern. And what do you do in West Virginia? Anything fun? Uh, so my real, for real job, the one that they actually pay me to do, uh, I work for the water department, uh, or as they call it here, the PSD public service district. Um, I've been there for about six years. My fun job though, is that I am the crew chief for a dirt track race car and I race vintage hydroplanes, which are boats. That's very... That's awesome. Yes. yes. <laughs> I did not know that part. I've been driving vintage hydroplanes since before I got my driver's license for cars. What Do you drive them on a river or is yes. it on? A, yes. Oh, the Ohio cool. River. Uh, I've also raced on Alum Creek Lake in Ohio. And I've raced on a lake in Michigan, Middleford. And I've raced in Salina, Ohio, as far as the boats go. But I got my boat racing license when I was 15, a year before I could nice. get my car racing or my car driving license. <laughs> so, car racing license. Car racing license. I do that too. So whatever. But I don't race That's the cool. car. Do you like fix up point. the boats or is it just. I do. I built my first boat when I was 13. Wow. My dad and I built it together. That's sick, dude. Yeah. So built the first boat when I was 13. We still have it. Um, it's been retired because they said it was too radical and dangerous. They were wrong, but just to appease them, we ended up building a slightly less radical and dangerous boat until we bought the boats we bought last year, which are by far more radical and dangerous, and everybody's convinced we're going to get killed. But we have 11 race boats and one race car. Wow. That's cool. How did you get into racing boats? Uh, My dad was fourth in the country when he quit in 1992. Cool. Uh, when my sister was born. So, so wait, actually, 93, he would have quit. That would have been the summer after my sister was born. So he basically had to choose between being dad or being a boat racer, and he chose being dad. So he sold his boats, crew chief for a year, and then got out of it altogether until they brought a regatta to Wheeling, where I live. And then I got the bug, and then it was game over. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool expensive i'm sure it is all good <laughs> things are expensive <laughs> we just come to the any good project that you want to do is always expensive oh yeah. yeah so your dad roped you into boat racing yes and then the car racing was that also just kind of part of the lifestyle or uh my dad drove dirt track when i was younger uh but when i reconnected with the guy that i am dating now who i dated in high school but it didn't really work then. Um, I met him at a dirt track. He was a driver. And so now I crew chief his team and he drives. Cool. So, yeah. Nice. It all comes full circle. Yeah. No pun intended. Like 13 years later after we dated. Well, no, more than that. 15 years. 15 or 16 years since we dated the first time. So. Very cool. That's very, very cool. I, li- I like the idea that the family kind of comes together under this umbrella of just racing and doing something outside and building. Yes. And that's very, very cool. Yes. My family sponsors the race car. 
So mine and Dan's race car is sponsored by my family's business. And then we all work on the boats together because the upkeep on 11 race boats is astronomical. (laughs) I have no background on that, but that makes total sense. Having my grandfather had this tiny little rowboat with this little outboard motor and every weekend it was broken. So I can just imagine. (laughs) Old outboards, man. They're cold natured. (laughs) Tell you that. How did you get roped into uh, joining the Port Decisions Network? Uh, So Nate approached me with, do you want to play in my Pathfinder campaign? But did not elaborate on the fact that it was A, recorded, B, a podcast, and C, I was going to have to do it live streamed. Said nothing about any of that. He was like, hey, I'll play in your D&D campaign if you play in my Pathfinder campaign. I'm like, sure, I'll learn Pathfinder. That's fine. I'll just like phone call in. No, 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 no. That's not how this works. <laughs> and so the week before, he's like, I'm really excited about this new campaign for the podcast. And I went, what? To be fair, we didn't really know anything about podcasting whatsoever. We still don't totally know. This is definitely flying at the seat of everyone's pants. Uh, and we're just trying to put it together and see what happens. Yeah. So we're so just excited. Cue, like, existential terror and i'm like well all right guess we're gonna roll with it hey man no nothing uh that doesn't scare you is worth doing that that's that's true you gotta be a little scared it's terrifying (laughs) people terrify me way more than speed does so yeah but see this is all like virtual people you don't you don't know me i could just be a computer that's valid Although um, your name drives me crazy because every time I text Nate and he's like, oh, I'll talk to Karen. And I'm like, but my mother-in-law's name is Karen. So why are you talking to my mother-in-law? What is happening here? <laughs> so we have we have Dan in the Humble Beginnings campaign and my boyfriend's name is Dan. And then we have you, who is Karen, which is my boyfriend's mom's name. And I'm like, y'all just got all the same names up in here. This is This is a problem for me. And my other best friend's name is DJ. So... Nice. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So we have <laughs> nice DJ in, in Humble as well. And I'm like, uh, well, at least I'm never going to forget anybody's name. Right. I just hope that that whole fad of being a Karen ends before my daughter gets to like middle use school. Use it against because... you. Sorry. I, she could use that against you. I can see that. I so can, not can... only that, but just like in general, having, you know, a Karen for a mom or I just don't want them to like people to tease her or whatever yeah because i'm not actually karen i mean i like my name is karen but right don't feel like i am one yeah dan's mom's the same way she's she's like the chillest human on the planet she's such a sweetheart and i'm like you got done dirty by your name my friend (laughs) that's what happened here she's scary too like she's an army woman so like yeah She's fantastic, but I would not want to be on the opposing side of her. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Like, that's a big noob. Mm-mm. Hard pass. Um. So does Arden have any sort of inspiration or was that just kind of out of the blue for you? So my I typically play monstrous races because I'm a human as it is. So why not be something that I'm not? That's kind of the whole point for me is like to get to explore other other creatures um my very first D character three years ago was a dragonborn named Sephira, 
and she was green also. And so I kind of like derived Arden a little bit from Safira, but Safira was a bard, so she was a polar opposite actual character. Right. Um, but I kind of really wanted to play another Dragonborn because that campaign got cut short. So I never got to like explore a higher level dragon-esque creature. And I am a huge fan of dragons. I love dragons. They're my thing. That's something you and DJ have in common. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that from him. DJ loves the dragon. I am all about the dragons. I do. I feel for that getting cut short campaign wise it's i just feel like every campaign that i've ever been a part of has been cut short or ends too soon and so this regularity that we've had over the last year or so has been just so awesome to have something that's kind of a consistent every week every few weeks playing having the show like continue on and the character build it's cool to see like those higher levels and really build it from the ground up you know yeah i'm looking forward to seeing what arden can do at like level five and then god help anybody who crosses phantasma at that point i was gonna say does phantasma get crazy cool so i'm not a hundred percent sure because again i'm 100 percent new to pathfinder but as i level up i assume that he will level up as well which means eventually i mean he's kind of already our tank as it's as it sits right i'm 100 percent sure he has the most hit points and currently he does the most damage so i'm kind of intrigued to see what level five arden plus phantasma is because like giant black panther beast is only going to get bigger yep based on what i know so i'm like well don't go into the shadows alone at night that's good advice for anybody. <laughs> yeah. Just because the panther beast might get you. Other than me, as a ginger, staying yes. in the shadows is a good is a good plan. Yeah. Uh, so I have natural red hair. Oh. Uh, despite my ridiculously dark uh, current situation, it's more strawberry than it is like red red. Yep. Um, but my son's hair is the exact same color as yours and your daughter's. Like, he could be related to you guys. Like that Auburn? Yes. Like, straight up, straight ginger hair. <laughs> and so, I unfortunately have the ginger skin tone. So, mm, the running joke is, uh, for you. get a sunburn inside at night, <laughs> is, the, is the running West Virginia joke. So, yep. yeah, that's us. That's me and my kid. So, when we go to the racetrack at the summertime, it's like we take stock in sunscreen. SPF Shamrock, like, man. Yeah. Yep. 110%. <laughs> it's bad. It's so bad. I was writing down the list of like stuff we need to get for the racetrack this weekend because we start racing on Saturday. And I went sunscreen. And then I put it on like three more times on the list. So I would remember to get all the sunscreens. like All the different types. The like liquid kind for your face and the spray kind for my legs and like just. Mm. And the stick just in case. And the stick. Yep. <laughs> For the back of the ears. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, that's... I feel it. I feel it mm -hmm. on a spiritual level. My mom's you. a redhead, too, so... We all kind of fry together like little lobsters. It's a good time. <laughs> and it just never seems to go away. Like, everybody's like, oh, I just burned the first time, and then I just tanned. Yeah, I, mm -mm. F you guys. <laughs> yeah, you burn every single time. <laughs> and you might get, like, a shade darker if you're lucky. 
Mm-hmm. Like, my left arm hangs out the window of my car all the time. So, like, my left arm gets a little bit darker than the rest of me, but it's just, it's never-ending pasty whiteness. Casper. The worst is everybody keeps their summer glow in September when I go back to school yeah. for a month or whatever. And, and you're still Casper. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. still uh, transparent. Mm-hmm. Yippers, radioactive. Um. So what's your favorite feat? So other than him being Arden being a dragon what is your favorite feature about your character so I think the idea that she's a dragon is my favorite thing about her and also she's tall she's like six foot eight I am five foot nothing so like all my characters she gets rained on first right right (laughs) so like I have a friend that's six foot eight and like my shoulders are at his belt that's how little I am compared to six foot eight. So like, I just imagine myself if I had all this power of being tall, just like kind of like being really excited because I've never seen things from that kind of perspective before. Even with my heels on, I'm still only like five seven. So it's like, whatever. I'm still below <laughs> average height for the average person. So I don't know. I like that she's tall and I like that she's a big dragon because... If I was a big dragon, I would want to be a tall one and not like yeah. a little little midget dragon. Yeah, I hear that. That's true. You wouldn't want to be um, Mushu. No, wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't, nah. be, wouldn't want to be travel size. Not travel size for for convenience. Nah, could be fun though. Just like jump out somebody's suitcase and scare the shit out of them. I could do that. You well, you'd have to get checked in though. I would That's say. true. That's true. I wouldn't want to be checked in. I always feel bad for those like dogs and cats that get checked in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ugh. But then yeah. you see those weird videos where people just have their dogs sitting on their lap the entire plane yeah. ride. And I just think about what do chance, that. or what Monty would be like. Yeah, my my well, so I don't have a dog currently, but my fur niece, my sister's dog that I kind of help raise, is like 140 pounds of stupid. <laughs> Her feet are as big as my hands are. And she thinks she's a lap dog. Like, she wants to be in your lap all the time. And I'm like, I call her the moose. Her name's Cleopatra, but I call her the moose. And I'm like, moose, listen, I love you, but you are crushing the life out of me. (laughs) So can you please get on the floor? And she just looks at you with these big blue eyes like, no, no, I think I'm just going to, I'm going to stay here. I'm just going to chill right here. Yeah, that's cool. Not cool. So this is your first time playing Pathfinder. Yeah. What did you? What system did you start on? Uh, D and D five E. Okay. Yeah. So was, was it about, recent that you started, or uh, that was about three years ago? Okay. Um, I went to a friend's house, and he was like well known, a very very avid D and D player, and he had this cabinet in his dining room when he got his first house, and there were all these little figures in there. And I was looking at them and there was this one in the middle and it was like six inches across. It was much bigger than all the other ones. And I said, that looks like a dragon with a turtle shell. And he goes, close, it's a dragon turtle. And then from that point on, I needed to know everything there was about dragon turtles. And that's what started my D&D situation. I have my own dragon turtle, but he's like huge because I 3D print my own stuff. and He's like this big. That's awesome. I named him Draco. <laughs> Very cool. So you, I think you kind of answered uh, this question before, but I'll just 
What is your favorite part about playing tabletop role-playing games? Um, well, so I haven't gotten to play in a while. Like, this is the first time I've played in quite a while. I've been DMing for uh, about a year and a half now, so I'm kind of, like, turning into the forever DM at this point. So I really like that I get to explore, like, other races and magic and just kind of be something that I'm not for a little while. Also, it somehow, like, gets rid of my anxiety, so... That works out really nicely as well. Yeah, I definitely hear that. It's a nice escape yeah. from all the craziness. Do you have a favorite snack when you game? I eat flavor blasted goldfish. Ooh, which one? The extra cheddar ones, usually. Cool. Or Cool Ranch Doritos. Abundant amounts of Code Red. <laughs> Code Red. <laughs> Doritos. Flavor vest is gold. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's got like, like it's got all the, it's got a blue, it's got a red, yep. and a yellow. Exactly. All, all, all the primary colors. colors. Exactly. I got this. <laughs> um, what do you find is the most challenging part about building a character? In Pathfinder is figuring, figuring out what, well, first off, what the races are. Because they all look like they're in a freaking foreign language. They all look like they're like Latin based. So like I, when Nate was like, do you want to play Pathfinder? He sent me this link and he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to send you this link. It's got all the Pathfinder stuff on it. Go for it. And I'm like, okay. So I started looking at it and like the D&D stuff, pretty self-explanatory. You have cat folk. You have turtles. Oh, what are they? They're turtles. You have lizard folk. They're lizards. Like, pretty self-explanatory. All this stuff is like in Latin. And I'm like, <laughs> shit. So I'm clicking on each individual race to figure out what it is. And I finally got all the way down to the W's because obviously I'm looking for dragonborn because dragons. And I'm like, there has to be something dragon. I got to wyvern and I went, wyvern, wyvern. <gasps> dragons and-, <laughs> and i just stuck with it i just rolled with it so i'm like okay i can roll with this dude most of the time people are like oh the feats yeah no i i i have nate for that <laughs> i <laughs> just is, go what should i really do that. <laughs> he is really good at that <laughs> it's one of those we leveled up that one that one night and immediately the next morning i'm like Hey, so are you awake yet? Can we talk about this leveling up thing? Because I don't know what I'm doing. He's like, all right, we're going to do this, this, and this. You're fine. It's all good. Your lab's fixed. You're good. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So, I mean, if I didn't have Nate, like, coaxing me through how to do this, I'd probably be like, it's been four days and I still haven't managed to level up this damn dragon. That's just a good sign of a a good GM. Because he doesn't want us to struggle. (laughs) No, he just wants to start on time. Well, then there's that too. (laughs) That's true. He's a stickler about starting on time. Yeah, I get that. I'm one of those early's on time, on times, late, late don't bother showing up kind of people. Mm -hmm. My band director was military based, so he instilled that in me. It stuck. I am. I'm never late. I get that. I I try very hard. Even with the two-year-old trying to struggle out the door, I'm like, I'm just going to take you 
you don't have shoes on, you don't have a coat on. Yeah, I'm you're just, just going to roll with it. Throw, throw in the car and go. And yep. we're just going to figure this out. When we get there, everything will be fine. We can get there on time. <laughs> yeah, I, I am that person. Like, I am the person who shows up to Humble Beginnings 15 minutes before Nate actually opens the <laughs> recording software. Well, one day when my daughter actually goes to bed when I tell her to go to bed. So when she's like 19. I'll probably show up. Fair enough. (laughs) On time. That's that's fair. I'm hoping we can get rid of this sleep issue sooner rather than later. It's the terrible twos, man. Dude, if you have any advice, I'll take it. It it I swear it's something in the ginger gene that pulls up the terrible twos and makes them like a hundred percent worse. Because Aston was terrible from two to four. He was just like a little gremlin all the time and i'm like you were fine when you were little like what happened <laughs> what is what is this so you're telling me i have another year of this is that what yes, you're saying i am telling you that i wish it got better but i'm not going to lie to you and tell you that it's so much easier either because been there done that got the t-shirt and my niece is turning three this year which means i have an entire another year of the kraken krakening all over the place too mm-hmm. yeah so. no the little redheaded tornado turns three in like three weeks. And yeah. my hope was when she turns three that she'd be cool. But now you're telling me that I have a whole nother year. This, no. So I can't okay, wait. Okay, so, so they cool. call it the terrible twos because fucking awful threes is considered uncouth. <laughs> <laughs> Just telling you like it is. Right. Three is worse. Oh, so, but three also is usually short lived. It's only like three or four months of three that are like really really bad and then they start to mellow out so sweet all right i'll take you might might sleep by christmas if you're lucky there we go she's sometimes she'll sleep through the night and it's like the most amazing thing ever and then other days it's just like dude just go to bed you're just like can how do you i maintain that they siphon our energy like midget gasoline thieves and mm-hmm. that is why they don't sleep, because they steal all of our energy, so they don't have to. Right. There you go. That makes sense. So, speaking of siphoning energy and, you know, just thinking about um, your son back when he was two to four, um, if you had a time machine, would you go forward in time or backward? I would definitely go backwards. Because to when? Probably to high school. To be entirely honest, Um, I was happiest when I was in the band in high school. It was kind of like the best time of my life until relatively recently. Uh, So like I would probably go back to that and get to do that again because I was really, really happy there. And the people that I met and like the, the directors that I had like really shaped my life. So... Maybe I would change a few things about that, but I definitely wouldn't date the people that I dated after high school, just to be entirely clear on that. <laughs> Such a bad idea. Go back to high school, but don't like take the same path after high school. <laughs> just go back to high school, do the fun part, and then just fast forward back to where we are. Yeah, yeah that would work. That would work. Cool. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, how are you feeling about the campaign so far? Just it's general. exciting. Um. I'm a little bit concerned for our party's well-being at this point, but nobody is dead yet. 
So I will take that as a win. There you go. We're like 10 episodes in and nobody has died yet. So I'm only thing. on the uh, episode five. I think it's five that just came out. Possibly six. Still um, nobody's dead. So that's a plus. Nope. There's nobody dead. Um, seven. There we go. I just looked it up quick. Um, so that's where we are on um, the... Uh, you guys are dealing with that blood stain situation. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I don't know what time. happens yet. That's so when I, I started it. feeling concerned for our well-being. <laughs> so my only other question that I have for you is just, what is your favorite pizza topic? I am so lame when it comes to pizza. If you say code I, red right now, I am going to be very upset. <laughs> no, so I, I am just like an extra cheese person. But like stuffed apparently, crust? yes, I will. I do dig stuffed crust because the more cheese, the better. It doesn't matter where the cheese is. The cheese can be everywhere. But like, so like you guys have your weird Rhode Island pizza. We have a weird Ohio Valley pizza that is basically cooked before they put the cheese on it. So they cook the like crust with the sauce on it. And then they pull it out of the oven and they throw a whole bunch of cheese on it. And then they throw pepperoni on top of it. But the cheese and pepperoni are still kind of like coldish when you eat it. It's a weird Ohio Valley thing, but it's my favorite, except I pick the pepperoni off of it because I'm not a pepperoni fan. Is the cheese melted? The cheese is not melted. It's just it's just on there. I actually had it for dinner last night and it was awesome. <laughs> Next time we have it, I'll take a picture of it and put it in the group chat. Yeah, I got. I have questions. I have yeah. many. <laughs> I have many questions. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. It looks so, so. If you take your Rhode Island weird pizza strip stuff that doesn't have any cheese on it at all, take that out of the oven, and then just throw a whole shit ton of mozzarella cheese on it, and eat it immediately, like directly that way. That is what it is like. To the best of my ability, having never actually seen the weird Rhode Island pizza. Which popped up in my Facebook feed the other day for some reason. I don't know how. <laughs> I, just, I, I now just have so many questions about the different styles of pizza. I knew that there, I, there are many different styles of pizza. I am well aware of that. I just didn't think that that was one of them. Yep. Yep. And it's actually like a thing. So the first one that like locally did it, it was called DiCarlo's. And it was like this one specific to Carlos that did it. There were like other ones, but they didn't do it the same way as this one did it. And the cheese was different and it was weird. So the did one, like the kid forget to put the cheese on before he put it in the oven and realized halfway through and was like, fuck, and then just took it out and put the cheese on. And I don't know. Day. I don't know how this stuck, but like it's always been a thing as long as I have been alive, as long as I'm pretty sure my mother's been alive. This pizza has always been this way. And so they renamed it recently after the one pizza owner, and they call it Patsy's now. And so this is the only one locally that does it like this. And they call it the Ohio Valley style pizza. And it's Patsy's. And that's just that's just what it is. But it's so weird because, like, literally the other day, there was a, a thread about pizzas, like, different kind of pizzas. And there's, like... I didn't realize that, like, you know, Chicago-style deep dish and, like, New York-style and yada, 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 all these pizzas. And then the next thing at the bottom of it was, I present to you the Rhode Island 
pizza strip. And I was like, I have seen that. (laughs) Because Nate and I had this conversation a couple weeks ago about this weird pizza. And he sent me a picture of it. And I was like, that that's a pizza but that's my pizza without cheese literally it's the same thing it's just you got throw all this weird mozzarella cheese on it it's like but the pizza strip is cold Uh, yeah well it's not cold it's like usually room temperature or so yeah heat it up and throw some cheese on it and you got ohio valley pizza and you got ohio valley pizza i was just i'm just looking this up right now and it just says that the authentic Ohio Valley pizza comes out of the oven with a baked crust tomato sauce and then a thick mound of mozzarella cheese gets piled on top so you experience a hot and cold bite simultaneously. Yep. Huh. That would be Patsy's. Who the hell knew? I knew because I've lived here by now. Well, yeah, life. That's but so most people don't realize that we have this weird pizza here. I didn't yeah. realize that Rhode Island had weird pizza up there either. So I'm like, well. yeah, so fair. I didn't know that either until I that until I moved here. I was born here, but then grew up in New Hampshire. So, so I, other um, teeny tiny states. Well, I mean, New Hampshire's decently sized. It's not. It's, it's definitely, definitely not way bigger than Rhode Island. Right. It's way bigger than Rhode Island. It's definitely no Texas. But I did have to drive a good 45 minutes to get to a grocery store so when mm. i moved here and i only needed to go 15 minutes i was like holy shit, this That's is great awesome right so now whenever i tell nate that we have to go across state lines to go and get something at a best buy he's like do we have to pack a lunch <laughs> <laughs> like yeah no we're good it's only 25 minutes away we can handle it it'll be okay we only have to stop twice <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, I drove to Pittsburgh last weekend just for Comic Con, and it was like an hour. Yeah, how was that? Oh, it was awesome. Did you dress up? I did not. Um, so the first time I went to Comic Con, I did. I did the full cosplay thing, and it was of my D and D character, She Devil. Awesome. She's a Tiefling warlock. Anywho, um, however, no, I did not dress up this time because I wanted. I was meeting a celebrity this time. And I wanted to meet him as me, not as one of my characters. So it was awesome. I stood I stood in lines for like four hours, but it was awesome. I've never been and I really want to go. We were in San Diego and the San Diego Comic-Con was two days after we left. Oh, no. And I just remember being on the plane saying to Nate, we should have planned that one better. Yeah, yeah. so so San Diego Con, I think, might be a little bit too much for me. I go to Steel City in Pittsburgh, and when I went in December, it was wall-to-wall, and it was terrifying. But we went on Saturday, too, so it was, like, the busier day. This time we went on Friday, and it was much more, like, maneuverable. First time it was terrifying. There were literally people like this close to you at all times. And I'm like, no, I can't. No. Right, right. Too many people. I don't mind crowds, but I don't like people touching me. Yeah, this was like wall to wall people touching you. Well, thank you so much for sitting and talking to me. No problemo. This is like the first time I've actually gotten to like hang out and talk to you. I know, right? We'll have to continue to do that. Yes. From time to time. 
I can. And hey, who knows? Maybe there'll be like a guest star appearance that I can do in uh, Humble. Humble. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Or I just need to come to Rhode Island, or y'all need to come to West Virginia. Oh, that's gonna happen. One of the two. That's. I tried to invite Nate to my wedding, but unfortunately, he's an apple farmer, and my wedding's in the fall. So. Yeah, my birthday's in the fall, and he tells me too bad. Our birthdays are one day apart. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Maybe the twenty first or the twenty third. Twenty one. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, Nate was like, "Well, I have to like plan and plan and plan to be able to do anything for my wife's birthday in October." And I'm like, "Wait, when in October?" She's like, twenty <laughs> second. And I'm like, Haha, "That's kind of funny because my birthday's the twenty first. Woo, Libra cusps. And my Dan is October fourteenth. He's seven days exactly older than me." That's hysterical. And we were born in the same hospital, so. Our social security numbers are like less than 2,000 apart. Not even kidding. It's nuts. Nuts. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm the older one. I'm four years older. I am like literally the youngest person in like most of my friend groups, so it it doesn't faze me at this point. Fair enough. I just roll with it. I've always gotten along with people of an older generation because I was held to those standards mm-hmm. as a kid so it makes more sense for me to befriend people that are like in that same generation of where I was raised in. Right. Despite my age. Dude, I was born in the 80s. I'm not born that... Fair. But <laughs> most of my friends were born in the 70s or earlier, so... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> like... Most of our race car friends were born in like the 70s or 60s, so it's just how it is. Yeah, oh, that's it cool. Works. It works for us. Hey, you're only as young as you feel. Yeah. And you're only as Don't old as you me. feel sometimes. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> that's true too. If I slept more, I would probably feel better. Right. I would feel so much younger. It'd right. be wonderful. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate it. And uh, I can't wait to hear the next episode and good luck this weekend. Thank you. I will let you guys know how the uh, Poor Decisions sponsored race car does. Woohoo. Very excited. Maybe we can post it on the website. Yes. Yes, definitely. Especially if we park it in Victory Lane. Yeah, absolutely. Talking to you, Muldrew. Hey, Karen here. And thanks for listening to this episode of Pour One Out with background music by Sirenscape. Please rate, star, or review on whatever streaming service you are listening to. We would love to hear your feedback. Support us on Patreon. Every little bit helps. Until next time, keep the dice rolling and the drinks flowing.